Did I say greetings and welcome? I don't even know what I say. How do we introduce this anymore? Salutations. Hey, 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 backloggers. Hey. It's the... Well, wait, that's not my line. Hey, Thank you. hey, hey, it's the skinny man in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, this is going to sound like the podcast I do with my son. We have to do the intro five times before we get it right. Hey, 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 backloggers. That's right. You're here listening to us once again for that one time each month that you get to hear our voices streaming through your audio device straight into your ear holes. That's right. Raise the roof. The roof is on fire. It doesn't need any water. Let's just let it burn. We're here. Season four, episode three. Speaking of season four, we have four of us here today and we're missing three. Maybe we'll get a surprise visitor later. It just depends on if anybody can get out of work. I don't know. Maybe you do. But you know that I'm going to be here. Why? Because I don't do anything else. I don't go anywhere. I don't have friends except for you guys. And uh, I, I just feel very, very choked up. I'm so glad to have you here tonight. Joining me tonight, we have well, people that are experiencing experience snow in the, in the last week. Not me. It's in the 30s and 40s where they live. Nice and cool. A little bit jealous. Let's go ahead and start. Let's move east to west. So, Mr. Hungry Pup, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. It's a little bit cold outside, but, you know, it's nice and warm inside by my TV where the video games are on, and that's where I want to be. Wait, wait. You so you have, video, you have video games on right now when no. we're recording a podcast? <laughs> I do not. I don't have that ability to, to dual focus, um, but now that you mentioned it. So we're going to lose you whenever everybody else starts talking about what they've been playing. It's nice to know that you have such strong dedication to the team. <laughs> oh, yep. And there we go. Yeah, that's right. Pull out your phones and your, your kishi razors, whatever it is. And, oh, you actually are. Pl- you guys suck. You know that? The the inmates have taken over the asylum. They are. Oh. So next to Hungry Pup, who's also Toasty Warm Pup, is Skinny Matt. How are you doing, sir? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? Just you know what? Thanks for, thanks for asking. And I know you're asking just because I told you before we started recording how things were going for me. So, again, that's kind of a jerk move. What can I expect? It's the beer talking, even though I'm two sips in. You know, I was talking to my wife before we got on. I said, you know what? I need to be like some of the other backloggers and have, I need to start drinking. I don't drink. But man, I, I gotta say, this is one of those. If you don't drink, how do one, you one of those weeks, water? I mean, I don't drink in the in the version of drinking alcoholic beverages. Uh, but this has been one of those weeks that's been saying maybe you should start. I know those past several years with having teenage boys has really, you know, given you the idea that you should start drinking. But this week, let's kick it into overdrive. Uh, but I'm trying to keep it crystal clear. And I don't mean crystal clear. Um, just having a nice cup of water. Oh no, crystal Pepsi. No, I can't do I can't do carbonated drinks. Doesn't do well for me. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to have you here. So you're gonna keep me on my toes, and I'm gonna have to keep putting you in your place. Matt, aren't you glad to be here and talking to us because of how I, awesome we are? I am so glad to be here. You are all so awesome. And no, they are not forcing me to say this. I am saying this at my own free will. Wait, why are you blinking like that? It seems like there's a pattern to it. Wait a minute. Is that Morse code? 
It's getting mad. You've been compromised. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So thanks for winking at me. Now I feel extra special. And of course, speaking of extra special is the, the headband man himself blaze night. I feel like I'm looking at a newly rendered version of our podcast banner. This is great. Live <laughs> and in front. Love it. There you go. After, after the appearance of, of the, of the orange bandana in the banner, I knew I had to bring it to the next episode that we, uh, we're lucky enough to record. So here I am in all of my glory with my orange bandana because what else are you going to do? I, I I don't know. Now, is that the bandana that you would wear when playing things like uh, ring fit adventure or the, the boxing game? Uh, yes. Oh, nice. So do you just have that one or do you have like a, a whole like bucket full of headbands? Uh, just the one and a washing machine, you know, I don't want to overindulge. That's a, do you just put the one in the load? Do you, do you tell your wife, you know what? I, I can only put this one in here. It's a very special one. I'm going to put on delicate, right? You know, <laughs> li- line, line dry only, you know, do not put in the dryer. See, I, I just handled that myself, you know? Nice. Okay. Well, I know when I do laundry, anytime that I'm rotating the laundry, and I pull stuff out of the washer that's my wife's, I always have to look at the label just to make sure. Because I feel like half of her clothes are hang up to dry or lay flat to dry. If it's stuff that I wear or that my boys wear, we don't care. Dryer. Just put it in the dryer. What about your dry clean? What happens if you pull it out and it says dry clean only? I don't buy things that are dry clean only. No, I mean for your wife. She doesn't buy things that are dry clean only. <laughs> we, we, have cert- we have certain standards, but she does have things that are like, yeah, she has a lot of things that are, you know, line dry only. Like, great. Fantastic. All right. So, you know, let's, like we do every episode, let's talk about our favorite things since the last episode. And we'll just, well, I'm sure there's an order here. And, uh, yeah, I guess we should keep that order. So, Mike, you're, you're up first here on our order. What was your favorite thing since the last episode? Well, I don't remember if it was last time or the time before, but... Previously, one of my favorite things was the movie Encanto. And, well, this time, similar, except for it's not so much for me this time as it is for my daughter's reaction to the latest movie, Turning Red. It has become her entire obsession. And so, like, she gets so excited all of the time at this this film. Uh, we actually um, went and got her, her haircut. But in order to get her to sit for the haircut... Because this is only the second haircut she's ever had. We uh, had to get her um, the red panda plushie to get her to tolerate sitting there for it. And she has not put the thing down in days. Literal days. Because she loves this so much. And I cannot be any more thrilled with the fact that my daughter has found something that she absolutely loves. And it is just so adorable to see the just sheer joy she gets from listening to the music, watching uh, YouTube videos about it, and just rewatching the movie in and of itself. Nice. That's a, that was a very cute movie. And unfortunately, we had to spend the last 15 minutes watching it, dealing with the very low bandwidth issues at my parents' house. So 
every five seconds it had a you know buffer. See, when we watched it at at, at my mom's house, uh, I actually had a similar issue, except for it wasn't that um, the bandwidth couldn't handle it. It was that people kept having to go to the restroom. So we'd sit down, watch a couple of minutes. Oh, oh got to go to the bathroom. Pause. Okay. Oh, we got to let the dogs out. Pause. Oh, I want a drink. Pause. And that, that's my Saturday night, guys. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> That uh, that can definitely be frustrating. It's like whenever I you know, went to go visit visit my family, you know, took it was just me and my two boys, and uh, I told them, I said, "We're going to stop twice, and that's it." And what you need to understand is that me visiting my family is you know eight hundred miles. I could actually this one way we went was like eight hundred fifty because I was trying to avoid some potentially bad bad roads. And amazingly, with my two teenage boys, we only had to stop twice. I was very impressed. But I guess, you know, I guess it's up to me now. Do I want to say that's my favorite thing since the last episode is that I was able to make a road trip with my boys and they only had to stop twice? I don't know. Was that your favorite thing since the last episode? I don't know. It was... I don't even know what my favorite thing was. I mean, it was it was nice to go and see my family. I was able to leave my wife behind because that's what she wanted. This was part of her birthday present was for me to take the boys away for what ended up being like five days. Um, yeah, it was, it was good for them to get to see my family cause they hadn't been up to visit my family in about four years or so because you know, last two years with the pandemic and the year before that was when my grandmother was passing away. And so it just wasn't the way they deal with heavy emotional things. Uh, we just didn't go. So, I think in those four years, my older son had grown like a foot and a half. So now he was as tall as my dad, which I'm sure was kind of a, a shock to the system. But yeah, they had a they had a good time. My boys were very thrilled, and they actually behaved themselves quite well. Which, if you know if you know my family, you know that's um, not always an easy feat. Uh, Caleb, nah, he seems like such a well behaved, well mannered young man. I can't imagine Just him like not behaving well. Just like his father, that's that's right. That's right, Skinny Mad. You get that right. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You can take them individually, and things should be okay. But then you put them together, just like if you were to be in a room with one of your siblings, if you have siblings, it's not always the easiest thing. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, I was on the way back. uh, My younger son sat up in the front with me, and my older son sat in the middle. And they just, it, it was fine. No, no issues. And, you know, either watch movies or played games, listen to music. And we made it safely, which was great. So, yeah. So, uh, how about you, Jim? Well, for me, uh, there's, you know, it was, it was almost warm for like a couple of days. And I started to feel like the baseball season coming. And so my favorite thing is I'm officially going to be head coach for my son in baseball this season. And this is my first like, you know, time doing that. And it's a little bit intimidating because I know the way, you know, some some parents can be pretty intense and I'm not really an an intense guy. At the end of the day, I'm a I'm a hungry pup and I'm I'm there, you know, to help my my son have fun in baseball. And, you know, it's like his very first time like hitting and. 
and uh, learning to catch, learning to throw. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so, like, my favorite thing over this last, uh, uh, you know, couple of weeks was was taking him outside and, and just kind of throwing him a tennis ball and then kind of throwing him a hard ball and then hitting him some ground balls and hitting him the tennis balls, some pop-ups, and just, and just watch him, like, doing all that for the first time. Um, you know, as I guess as a father, it's like that was – kind of like brings you back you know it's like he's still like i think i think everybody out there knows my son is only is only seven um and just with the the pandemic and everything that's been going on he, we really haven't had that like community um little league and so this is kind of for us we're really trying to get back into it and trying to get back to some normalcy so we're really excited so is this I, and please don't be offended when i say this i don't mean any offense with it is this like real baseball where there is score or is this every game is going to end in a 15, 15 tie? <laughs> yes. It's, it's not offended at all. It's it's actually the way we're going to run it is every kid's going to bat. Um, and, and I think this year is we're going to play it out. Like if they do make an out, they come off the field last year. It was, <laughs> there was no such thing as out. So everybody runs all the bases and we just yeah. cycle. Um, but you know, cause he's a little bit older, he's seven. So we're trying to teach the rules this time. So it's, uh, it's kind of like the one step further, if that makes sense. Like if you, if one kid throws it to first and makes a play, then for the first time, they're going to like go back to the dugout and they're going to be an out, but there's okay. no score and there's no winning. It's still very much everybody wins. And the goal is to have fun and learn the game. Right. I'm just from the, it was the last <laughs> time that I had a, a child that was doing that. It was, you know, T-ball and, everybody hits it and you run. So even if they got thrown out at first, no, it's okay. You you can stay here and be upset that you made it to first base. Um, yeah. And then every I do game- want to share with everybody. Uh, when I was, a, when I was little, like the, the coaches, it was like, you know, anybody could come up and just be like, all right, kids, uh, we're going to learn some baseball today. Like anybody, anyone's parent could have just walked out of the bleachers. I want you guys to know what I had to do for training <laughs> to be a head coach this year. I took like six hours of training and like concussion protocol and, and, you know, other trainings that were odd that I, I guess I'm glad that we have that exist. And, <laughs> but you know, it's at the, I'm, I'm just, you know, I guess I'm, I'm comforted that I am a you know, I'm <laughs> a normal person <laughs> And I'm coaching because I love my son. So that gives me reassurance that. <laughs> so that, that's what I'll say about that. I had to take about seven or eight hours of training. <laughs> Does that mean you... we can call you coach for the rest of the podcast? Because I yeah. think I'm going to call you coach. <laughs> you, hmm. you can call me coach. I'm group up. <laughs> None of the kids probably will. <laughs> and remember, Mr. Coach Hunger Pup is his dad. So yeah. did you play baseball when you were younger, like when you were in high school and stuff? I, uh, I'm going to withhold that answer because of something we're doing a little bit later. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I just need to make a little note about some, uh, special Intel that you may have just given us. This is great. So, uh, Matt, how about you? Did you so, buy a new camper since last time? That seems to be your, your go-to. No, I'm trying to sell a camper. Um, two things is one. I can't get the hang up there. I tried to fix it. My daughter painted me this little wind catcher to put on my little background. I was going to try to hang it on the little cabinets behind me, but I got to get a hook. The little suction cup doesn't work. Hook but, should be easy when you sail the seas of pirates. Oh, yes. The shrouded ghost will keep it up. Um, and then <laughs> finally, it's a little delayed, but uh, I had to write them to say, hey, where is it? 
I finally got my silver medal from Extra Life from the 2021. Oh, that finally nice. came in. Nice. So it matches my gold medal that I earned last the year before. So now I got a pair of medals. I can put them on and be like Kurt Angle or something. So what do the medals uh, signify? The silver medal signifies as a individual you raised five hundred dollars. Okay. The gold medal is a thousand. Nice. So. Are there any other medals that you can get? Not that I'm aware of. Awesome. Sorry, nope. But uh, that and when my parents were in, I taught them how to play Azul. So that was fun. I can talk about that. What we've been playing, if you like. So, yeah. Just remember that there is no Dana, only Azul. That would be really Zul if you just knew what you were talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to have lost a few people there. All right. So that's, uh, that's good that you guys have had some good things since last time. Uh, so let's talk about what we've been playing. Now, before we get into all this, I do want everybody who may be listening to us to stick around because, you know, this is a, we are recording this on April 1st, which is April Fool's. And hopefully by the time we're done, because we go really late into the evening, that will be over. So that it will then be safe for us to go back on Twitter. But um, we have some things that we're going to be sharing with you or not sharing with you. That's right. Mr. Creepy Coach Hungry Pop. And, uh, yeah, so just uh, keep that in mind. Hopefully, you will stick around. And then, uh, Skinny Matt also has some special things in store for us. Assuming I don't fall asleep. Thanks for that. Thank you. You know, if you get bored, you can just listen so to engaging. the... Uh, I don't think it's a boredom thing. It's the 3 a.m. thing. Well, it's 10.30 now. I hope we don't get to 3 a.m. Well, it's 10.30 where he lives. I've been up well, that's why I said it. It's only nine thirty here. You've been up since you've been up since five thirty. Then what's this complaining about three o'clock business? You know what? I, we're just gonna where's that mute button? All right. So let's talk about what we've been playing. Mike, you're up. What do you got? All right. So I've been playing a few different games, but the uh, the first one that I, I was really working on. Uh, like since the last time we recorded was uh, evil within. And um, I just, I just don't think it's, it's going to be one I stick with. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to drop it from, from what I'm playing this year. I, I gave it a good run, um, but I, I think I'm done with that one. Uh, but what I did play uh, and, and finish is uh, a little game called mortal shell. Now this is on game pass and uh, the reason I picked it up is because I was having some serious uh, FOMO about a certain other um, Souls-like game that just came out. And I thought, you know, I, I don't even know if I, I could tolerate a Souls-like game. So like, maybe maybe I should go try one. So I turned to Game Pass to see what there was to offer. And uh, the one that stood out to me was Mortal Shell. And it's from this company called uh, Cold Symmetry. This is actually their very first game. And, um, I guess, um, it's pretty similar. And from what I've learned since then, it, it, it does have some similarities, but it has its own personality too. Uh, but basically you take the role of this like weird, I guess, alien type being, 
uh, and you just wake up in this random like pool. And uh, the whole thing is, is that like you're going out into the world and you're like finding these um, shells, which are like the corpses of other people. And you can like inhabit that body and use it to progress through the world. Uh, and so there's there's four different people you can be. Uh, one of them is like a, a regular knight with like a two handed sword, kind of like a, your like your typical uh, knight, I guess. Well, I guess we can change your weapon, but he's like your average guy. Um, you start with a two handed sword. Then there's a more like I'm gonna dodge everything guy. Uh, with a ton of stamina, but like almost no health. So if you get hit, you're like probably going to die. Uh, and then there's a guy that has just like a ton of health, but no stamina. So like you can't attack much. And so that that's a problem. And there's another guy that's like in the middle. Uh, I just went with like the average guy, the, the first one you get. And it just seemed like the way to go for a first playthrough. Uh, what sets this game apart from like, souls games is that um you, you only get like the the four weapons and what like i said one of them is that two-handed sword uh then you get like a bigger two-handed sword as as a weapon um you get like it's i forget exactly what they are it's like um a pick and a smaller weapon like a two-hand like a weapon in each hand which is like your smaller faster weapons and then you get like this huge uh like spear staff thing that you can spin around and like the bigger weapons are really slow but they have like the the swing in an arc so you can hit multiple enemies um but i was basic and went with the first two-handed sword because that's what made sense um in this game you you don't get shields or anything like that but you have a mechanic where you can turn into like stone uh, and then it goes on a cooldown so you can only do it every once in a while you can't uh always use it to save yourself but it negates all damage so you can get in there uh block with your stone stagger the enemy get a couple of hits roll away and that was kind of my main strat with this game to get through it um and it's not very long it only took me about 15 hours um there's only three main dungeons and and four bosses um so it's pretty short and i think it was a great entry point into um the souls like genre uh, and i'm actually really looking forward to whatever uh cold symmetry puts out next kind of hoping it's a mortal shell too because there's there's a lot they could do with that but um yeah and then the other thing i've been playing is the game i was worried about missing out on um elden ring and i still have a long way to go in that game so i'll probably talk about that more next time we meet if I finished it by then, uh, like, gosh, 65 hours in level 70 and I've cleared two areas and I know that there's at least three more, probably four more areas that I have to go through in Elden Ring. Maybe more. Wait, 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 you're what level? Level 70. Out of how many? 99? Um, so the way that levels work in um, Elden Ring is that each level lets you increase your like a stat by one. So if you gain a level, you can put a stat in your vigor, which increases your health, or you can put like one point in your um, 
strength, which could increase your ability to deal damage with strength weapons or dexterity. Um, there's mage uh, ones too, like um, intelligence or faith. Uh, so what you can go into several hundreds of levels. I don't think you can get all the way up to level uh, 999, but you can take each stat to 99. I do. Okay. I have heard that. Um, and my stats, like I have four main stats and they're all sitting in like the mid twenties. So I could still level a lot. Okay. That's a interesting way of, of doing the leveling system. I've never heard of that. No. All right. Uh, well, I guess, Oh, look at this. I'm up next. So I've been playing a few games, uh, off and on since last time. Um, I don't even know exactly what it's been, but uh, I have, I started and completed a game in span of a week, and that was Rain on Your Parade. So a game that's available on Game Pass, and you play as a, as a cloud, and it's your job to ruin people's days and other things by raining on them. I mean, you can also help by, you know, allowing crops to grow. You rain on the crops. And it's got a lot of environmental type puzzles in it, how you use the rain. Uh, just for example, the first level is a wedding. And each level gives you a list of objectives. And there are some optional objectives, and then there are some hidden objectives. And so for the first one, it's, it's a wedding scene, and one of your objectives is to rain on every single person there. Or to have all of the chairs get knocked over. you got to make sure that you, you know, ruin the wedding by raining on the bride. Uh, it's a, those first few levels are, they're fairly simple. It doesn't take much to, to do that. Some levels will give you a limited uh, rain gauge. So you have to be careful and consume the water and there might be places where you can refill. Uh, later on, you do learn new abilities so that you can uh, create lightning strikes or snow or create a tornado. And all of these continue to factor into how you interact with the environment. So it was a, that was a fairly clever, clever game. Um, yeah, Matt, what you got? Yeah, so I got to ask you, uh, because I played this game last year with my daughter. Yeah. I think my favorite, what was your favorite board? Because mine was the whole black and white B horror movie board where you had to raise the army. Oh, with the, the zombies? The zombies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a really fun one. So some of the levels are, are pretty quick. Like there's one where you just like feed a dog and you do it and you get the store or whatever. Uh, there are others a little bit more complicated, like the one that Matt you're, you're talking about where um, there is a way of creating a zombie army and your job is to kind of lead them out of this, out of the town, but they can also turn people to be more zombies, which is really kind of fun. Um, there was one that's based off of Zelda that took a really long time, at least for me, to, to get through. There's so many different pieces to it. Like you would do one objective, which meant, okay, now you have to do this other thing, go here, then go here. And um, it took a lot longer. I think once I finished that one, because I was playing this at night, I said, all right, I, I'm done for the night. Uh, but I think it only took me four evenings, four playthrough sessions to get through everything. And then it unlocked, um, there's like a new game plus. And by that time I said, I, I'm good. I don't need to go back and try to do some of these extra objectives now that I have all the powers. 
So I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm done with the game. I'm going to put it aside. But it was a, it was a pretty fun game, fairly intuitive. So if you have people out there that are, um, you know, you have some small small ones, it'll be a fun game to play with the, with the kiddos. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'll have to check that one out if I ever finish Elden Ring. Yeah, um, one of the interesting things that you can do is that you can um, change the way that your cloud looks. So you play as a cloud, and it looks like a little cardboard cutout that's kind of floating around. And you get this option early on that you can change the way that it looks. And so you go in, and then you draw with, you know, just with your with the control sticks. I did that, and I drew like two little, like upside down, like semicircles. And I drew a mouth with a little snaggle tooth on it. And I played that way for most of the game. And it wasn't until, I don't know, I was at the very end that I remembered, oh, that's right. That's who I drew. Because I started with that at the very beginning. And I just, it looked so natural the way that I drew it that I, you know, just felt right in the game. You're just that good of an artist. I, I've seen your artworks on your, your podcast, you know, Are You Winning, Son? And I'm not surprised that you made it look so natural. Well, we'll you couldn't even remember that, that you were the one who made the artwork. Well, well, I did it, and then you do like 12 levels, and you keep looking at the same thing. You forget, oh, this is not the default one. Like, there are different... There's a collection of faces that you can, you know, toggle through to find one that you like. What color but, did you go with? Did you stick with white? I think so. Gray, I don't, pink? I was a pink cloud for a while because my daughter wanted to be pink, so... No, I think I stayed with the default one. I had a top hat on, and I was carrying a bomb. And that was my avatar for, for the whole game. But it was, uh, again, it, it was fun. It was a quick game. Uh, I think I only had like eight out of 30 or so achievements. And so my gamer score was only about 250 for the game. You could probably uh, 100% that in six total hours. Yeah, but I was looking at some of the achievements and I went, ah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, again, I'm glad that I saw it through to, to the end. But I don't really have a desire to go back in and do more of that. That's just me. Um, some other games that I have been playing a little bit here and there. Uh, my son got an Oculus Quest uh, over spring break. And I ended up, I'm going to say, I got a game for it with the exchange of some codes that I got from something else. Um, somebody gifted me, actually Grouchy gifted me a code for a game called Ragna Rock, like R-O-C-K. And that is a rhythm-based game where you are basically the, the drummer for a Viking longship. And as you pound it out, you're creating that rhythm so that the people can row faster and your score is determined by the distance that you travel during the length of the song. And all the songs are this like Viking, um, like heavy metal music. And so it's, the, the music is great. And, you know, they're, they're shouting at you. And sometimes it's in like this, you know, you know, Viking tongue, but other times it's just, screaming weird stuff about, you know, Norse mythology. Um, but, you know, each of your controllers is, is a mallet. And so as the runes are coming down, you just hit them in time to the music. And it's a, it was very enjoyable. And I don't know if you know me, but I do like rhythm-based games. You may know my, my love for something like, you know, Dance Dance Revolution, Mario Mix. Um, and interestingly enough, when I was visit, visiting my sister, she gifted me, think two different uh, DDR games for the Wii. So I need to get to playing those. And um, I 
I was weak and I bought a game. I I had gone so don't don't shake your head at me. When I was visiting my sister, not only did she give me a couple of Dance Dance Revolution games, but she also gifted me her um, Guitar Hero guitar. And I thought, oh, this would be nice. And it was, it's for the Wii. But I don't have, and she she couldn't locate her, I think it was Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. She couldn't locate that disc or would have brought that back. But I've got this guitar, but no games to play. So when I was at a local uh, used bookstore, I found... Beatles rock band for $5. So yes, I broke down. Wait, what's to look for Matt? I don't think the guitar hero and rock band equipment's compatible. It sure is. Oh, so I was definitely playing some Beatles rock band and having a good time of it. Um, and now I know this is bad and maybe some of the people out there listening can help me. Because I want to buy other Guitar Hero and Rock Band games. But they're I, cheap. It's the I know. Expensive. But see, but I've got the guitar. And that's all that I care about is having the guitar. Because I'm not going to... I know the drums are expensive. I'm looking at like a drum set for the Xbox 360. The bass pedal is, is broken. So I can't really use that. And I've got a lot of games on the Xbox 360, but my 360 doesn't work. So I thought, you know what? I could probably buy some of those same games for less than $10 a pop and enjoy playing my rhythm-based games because I really like that. Um, and one other game I want to talk about real quick uh, is a game called Guild of Dungeoneering. It was a game that I got for free through, I guess, Amazon Games or Twitch Game, Twitch Prime. And it is a roguelike game where you, know, you are creating this, this guild and recruiting people and you go out to caves and dungeons and there are different tasks that you have to do but it's got this interesting card-based turn-based rpg element to it so you draw cards and some of them may be rooms or enemies or treasure and you have to place the room tiles you place the room tiles so they can actually connect in in a real way and your character will move in the direction of either treasure or the enemies and you get into a battle with an enemy and you play cards going back and forth until you know whoever's left standing ends up winning you gain treasure but you also gain equipment that makes yourself stronger gives you better defense or adds extra cards into your deck that makes you know the next rounds easier and it's a fairly simple mechanic that you can either do physical or magic attacks and you can block some of those attacks as well um but i keep dying a lot and you know you collect the gold so that you can improve your guild so that you can have different types of starting characters so that you can have different uh treasures that you find after the battles so that on your next run you'll be able to go a little bit farther Um, yeah it's a you know it's a fairly quick little game and i'm just trying to you know build things up and see how far i can go i played it you know a while back and then put it down but um try picking it back up I think that's, uh, that's about it for me. Uh, how about Jim? What you got? Okay. <clears throat> so for me, um, I've, I've been, I've been kind of busy. I did, uh, I got three squares off my backlog bingo, um, over this last month and, and they were for the three games. The first one was a game with the sequel in development 
<clears throat> I, I got I beat Mario Kingdom Rabbids. Uh, the second one was a game with a human on the box art, and I beat the Kingdom of Amalur Re Reckoning. And and the third one was any backlog bingo twenty twenty square. So what I did was I dusted off my backlog bingo twenty twenty board. Um, and I found uh, there was a, a game that was released on a previous generation or a third-person game. I don't know which one I'm going to pick, but that, of course, is me beating the Final Fantasy VII Remake game, which I really enjoyed. So, and I guess now if I'm going to, I'm going to save the Final Fantasy VII for probably another segment. But so the two that I'll talk about here are the Mario Kingdom Rabbids and Kingdom of Amalur. Mario Kingdom Rabbids was a lot of fun. Like I know you guys beat it earlier in the year, and and you talked about how much you enjoyed it. I did it too. Um, my main party was Mario and the uh, Rabid Peach character was like kind of like a tank healer. <laughs> and, uh, and the third one I really liked was Luigi with his range and his movement. I did that a lot. Um, towards the end, I, I kind of switched uh, Luigi for Peach because she she was pretty uh, OP, I thought, too. Um, but my main my main party was Rabid Peach and Luigi and Mario. And what I liked, the way that I really played that game is kind of like I played XCOM. I think I was telling you guys, I uh, I played it with, I I put Overwatch. <laughs> I don't know what they call it in Mario Rabbids, but it was it's Overwatch. I put Overwatch on Luigi and Mario <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> and I would just love that. It was like, and then you can make it so they would take multiple shots. So um, there was just a point in the game when I was just um, <laughs> was uh, just wrecking it. Hero Sight, yeah, I, I think it was called, um, <clears throat> and. The only time I had trouble is when I tried to beat the game uh, on my stream a couple weeks ago or a month ago, and I couldn't. So, so under pressure of everybody watching, of course, I I lost to uh, to the to the king uh, Bowser at the end. There, he, he was kind of difficult. And he flies around, he hits the whole board, and I didn't know what to do at first. So I like failed a couple times in a row. Um, that was the, that was the same for me when I was playing yeah. him. Like Mario died right away. <laughs> And it wasn't until after that I realized, oh, this is what I need to do. <laughs> so I think I beat it in 14 turns and it said seven turns was your goal. I went, I'm nervous. Yeah. I mean, I, I could replay it, but I was done at that point. Yeah, exactly. I, it was like most games lately. It's like once I beat them, I felt done with it, but it was fun. I was glad I played it. And then Kingdom of Amalur, just to, you know, a little bit about that was it kind of reminded me of like Oblivion <laughs> and it was um, it was it just had like that kind of mechanic, like you pick your your class and your um, and, and kind of like the abilities that you want. And what I liked better about Kingdom of Amalur is it was much more action oriented and cartoony graphics, maybe. So it was kind of it was a lot more immersive than like, you know, the Bethesda games, I thought, like Fallout and Oblivion. So um, the story was was OK. I, I was like kind of half paying attention. I streamed a couple of them, but I think you can see it was like the way I played that game. I played as the hunter class, so I was like super dexterity, and I was just running around, dodge rolling everywhere, and and I had all my abilities were like super fast, kind of like. Um, and for the listeners, I'm waving my hands frantically. <laughs> I, I I wanted to play with the the large you know Buster Sword type of thing, but I, and it was slow, and I, I was hearing I was hearing uh, Mike talk about kind of the two handed sword. Um, and, that, and it hits a little bit harder kind of way. I think I heard you playing Mortal Shell, Mortal Shell. But like that's how I tend to play games. But in, in Kingdom of Amalur, for some reason, I hit this like inflection point about halfway through. And I decided I was going like daggers or these elven dagger things that were just super fast. 
And then I guess what I learned about myself and playing that game is that that was just a lot of fun. And then I was using arrows and I was rolling and I was had my daggers and I was and I got poisoned up and it was just a it was a cool, cool game. It was it kind of beat a lot of expectations. I didn't think I would enjoy it that much. So that's what I've been playing. You were dealing poison damage. Is that what you mean? Or you got poisoned yeah. and that was the end of your character? Like, no, I, I with the phrasing poisoned up. <laughs> like you can make yourself glow with like poison and then you're like using the poison damage on the other characters. Is what I okay. should say. Um, come on, come on, Mike. You got to get with what the, the lingo of the kids these days. <laughs> yo, 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 I got poisoned up. Got all oh. poisoned up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing yo, yo, yo's in there, but. I guess I watched too much MTV back in the day. <laughs> Good and VH1. <laughs> but I, VH1. <laughs> VH1. How old are you? <laughs> like VH1 I, is what is what your parents watched back in the day. <laughs> uh, let's watch this wholesome Tiffany. Let's see how that turns out. But I'll save my comments on Final Fantasy VII. I loved that. I have a lot to say. I'll say it kind of in the next portion. But three squares. <laughs> That's 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 great. I'm I don't even have time for three squares. <laughs> so <It's> two left. <laughs> wait, two left. Wait, wait. Actually, one left. One to left. get a bingo. To get a bingo. I thought you were about to like to do a you know a coverall. I'm like, what the what? No, two left. I had it wrong. Sorry, math man. <laughs> what you know? What in our Slack channel you mentioned how you how you like doing math and then you come and you do this. <laughs> this is a uh, frankly kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It was a speaking of, risk. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of embarrassing Matt. Hey, Oh, what was I playing? I don't know. See, I'm, I'm, you tell I'm, us? Not, I'm not like hungry pop. I only got two squares mar- marked off my backlog bingo. Uh, I'm just going to say the games I've been playing and just interrupt me. If you want to hear anything more about the specific game. Um, so the two squares I finished, uh, one, I'm mark final. I'm marking Sea of Thieves off my backlog because I finally reached Pirate Legend. So I am the least experienced Pirate Legend, probably sailing the seas and seas of Sea of Thieves. So I got that going for me. Uh, what was nice about it is someone in another community. We kind of grinded those merchants to finish that off that uh, over a couple nights. Um, the other one I finished. Uh, so I did use that for my um, a. Uh, I think it was a game on a in the from the Wii U, Xbox One, PS4, whatever, however that is, because it was an Xbox One original launch. Yes, Mike. Do the uh, do the merchant missions ever get to be engaging in, in Sea of Thieves? Because I remember them being such a slog when I tried to play, and I don't I don't want to sail around to random islands trying to find chickens. Okay, it's no, just no, not you, you, not a thing have- I wanted to do. They got the lost shipments, so they give you a map of projected where a ship was supposed to sail, and it's usually from the outpost where you get the mission where you where you are. So you kind of follow that roughly, and you look for a bird circling in the sky. That's usually the first one, and then you know how that's usually where there's a shipwreck or something floating in the water, and they'll give you a clue. And the clue could either be, oh yeah, we were going to this island, or we were in this square on the map because the you know the map's a grid, so it could be like J four, J whatever. Um, or it would just say we continued on. So you may either go to an island, go to the square, one of the squares they say to look for a, you know, more circling birds, or um, 
but um, you can actually find the shipwreck without finding all the stuff. But they keep giving you clues. But also in each area where you find the clues, you can add up. You don't have to, but it helps. You have to find if you can find the captain's key. That helps out because eventually you get the last clue. You find the ship. You go down. You get the ledger, and you sell that for a lot. But if you have the captain's key, there's a lot of goodies in the locked door in the captain's uh, room too take up a lot of different stuff to level up a lot of different spices maybe some mega kegs stuff like that so so yeah that, nice. those those are better than just getting picking up plants and keep making sure there's water in the ship and trying to deliver them because we tried to get some extra ones and we got cracking with it so that's how that ended um the other one i did mark off i did complete a run in a roguelike because i finally completed a run in hades um the irony I was is, there for it. And the irony is, is I did it with the bow, which is one of the weapons I like the least. For some reason, I don't like the ranged weapons in that game. Just for the play style, I like to just get up in the face of them and just start beating the crap out of people. But um, the game changer on that, you know, as I said, just interrupt me if you want me to continue. I'm just talking, so don't mind. Just disregard when I said that. That does. That's. I said that in another plane. Um, but anyhow. Um, wait, wait, so we should or we shouldn't interrupt you? I mean, I said I wasn't going to mention anything on the game unless someone said something, but I am anyway. So no, I think I think is because I saw you on this on this run that you did complaining yeah. the whole time about using the bow. I know, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. I just used it because the different weapons you have, they'll have one that'll be like because the stuff to power up is called darkness. So they'll have this like well, each of the weapons will kind of glow a purple for so if you use that weapon for this run you get extra darkness the darkness is the stuff that you can so you can make yourself stronger for your next run so you can different it gives you different abilities and level them up basically but um i don't like the bow because i don't like you have to hold the button it's like it's a charge so you're holding the button charge i want to like get in there hit dodge you know dash out the bow doesn't work like that but i ended up getting this this boon from one of the gods i think i don't i don't know if it was hermes was it hermes or artemis i don't remember who gave it to me anyhow i didn't have to hold for the bow i could just hold in the button and it would just rapidly shoot so that was kind of a game changer but you're not guaranteed to get that but that's what made that one go i did not expect to get that far and i guess i had high hopes and low expectations yeah but i do want everyone to know that when you got the final shot in how much HP out of 350 did you have? Two. Two. Nice. Um, I did play a little bit more tonight. Um, I'm gonna I found out you have to beat it ten times to basically total to get the true ending. So uh, I'm gonna slowly work on that here and there because as you go on, pretty much as far as I'm getting, it takes about 35, 40 minutes to do a run. And so that was my backlog uh, ones I finished up. Then other than that, played, started a new dynasty and mutant league. Yes, Mike. So uh, in Hades, you said you got to beat it 10 times to get the true ending. I, I, I know a shortcut, okay? First, get on your computer. Go to YouTube.com. Type Hades true ending. Save yourself hours and hours of pain using the bow. Well, you don't have to use the bow every time, but you're not going to get the true ending because the whole thing with Hades is you get more of the story each run as you go through as you talk to the different characters. So if you go to that, you're going to miss all the conversation they had before that actually leads up to that. So you're actually going to be missing pieces of the story. So 
Your cheating ain't gonna work there. Not today, son. Mm-mm. Don't be like my son watching these endings and, and trying to tell me about it. No, you can't do that on this one. But dad, the cake is a lie. No, no, ah, spoiler. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, that's the, uh, that's the stuff for the uh, backlog squares I finished up. I started new dynasty and mutant league football because I had bought those, got those extra DLC teams. They weren't in it in my dynasty. So I had to restart it and now they're in it. So there's that, um, played some Mario Kart eight with the family, with the new tracks. Those How do you like fun. those? They're a lot of fun. Yeah, see, I haven't even looked at what the new tracks are, like, at all. Just play them. I, I don't have it. You don't, How do you know? Do you have a Switch? I do have Switch. I have Mario have Kart Mario 8. Kart. I just don't have the DLC. Eh, it's 25 bucks if you don't have the expansion pack or whatever they call it, which I refuse to pay for. I bought the DLC. So um, maybe I need to kick somebody off of my family plan and uh, open up the invite for Mr. Blaze Knight. And then uh, the other thing is my parents came to visit. I believe that was since the last time we record, we recorded and I taught them how to play the board game or I'm sorry, tabletop game. We don't call them board games. Um, Azul. So had a lot of fun there too. But which is a nice little tile placement game. But, you know. That's all that's been good on here. Just playing a little bit of that, playing a little bit of this. May jump into. I did pick up, even though I've been playing on Game Pass. I did pick up nice. for the people for the people watching. I'm holding up the physical version of Hades. Best Buy had it on sale for PS4 and Xbox for twenty bucks, but I had fifteen bucks of credit that works that was expiring, and I picked up GTA Five because that is a, a big giant gaping hole in my play history i have not played a gta since san andreas and i don't mean this broken remake i mean on the ps2 is the last time i played a gta game i'm right there with you i haven't played one since san andreas either Just, um i did end up picking up uh gta 5 on the xbox 360 um a couple years ago uh tried like the first mission said ah, i don't want to play this right now and then haven't gone back just just as as the time of the recording for like another 20 days the Xbox enhanced version digitally is 20 bucks I'm going to be one of those few holdouts at the end of all of this I'll be like that that rare person who has never played Grand Theft Auto 5 who does not own it at least once the only time I've ever played a Grand Theft Auto game was either GTA or GTA 2 a demo on my PC back in 1999. So that was the overhead only version. That was when they were yeah. in London. I'm not sure where it was, but I just remember playing that with my roommate and watching him play. And he was laughing so hard at what was going on as he was playing it, you know, mowing over people and the blood going everywhere that he just laughed so hard that he farted and it just, like we just lost it. It was it was great. It was a great time. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about what we're going to try to tackle for, I guess, for next month. And I think that Grouchy has maybe officially or unofficially announced that April is going to be the Backlog Busters roguelike uh, game or roguelike month. 
for knocking out some games off the backlog. So I guess, Matt, you beat yours a little bit too early. I think I was part of the inspiration of this. I Because I had inspired somebody on Twitter. I have to find the tweet to beat a different roguelike game. So, so do you think you would consider yourself the one beneath Grouchy's wings? I would... I might be the wind that comes out of his. That's a fart from someone. I don't know. Maybe I could, I could see that. You've got that face. Yes. I smell like it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Mike, I know you've got a roguelike kind of that, that you can tackle. I, I mean, I don't have one on my list of games that I'm planning to play. Um, but I could. I don't know that it's going to be a big priority because I already kind of have other um, obligations when it comes to what I'm planning on playing. Uh, I do want to finish up Elden Ring. Uh, I don't know if I'll finish it next month or not because it's a long game and I don't feel like rushing it. It's just so nice to experience the world. And I don't play a whole lot of open world games. So it, it's, I'm just immersing myself in the world that is Elden Ring. And at this point, and this may change as I get further in, but at this point, I'm trying to beat every boss that I can in every area. And there's a lot, like a lot, a lot of bosses. So I've probably beaten, gosh, 30, 35 bosses already. And there's still tons and tons more. Well, that's a lot more than I thought were in the game. That's a lot yeah, of bosses. There's yes. so many bosses in the game. I've never had that many bosses like in my career. <laughs> um, then I was looking at tackling... Oh, gosh. I don't even remember what it's called. I think it's a memoir blue. It's um, just this, this tiny game that came to Game Pass. It's like a visual story. I just wanted it to be like... Uh, here's a palate cleanser before I dive into um, Uncharted which I'm playing for reasons. Uh, but if I do tackle a roguelike, which I'm not promising, but if I do, I have a couple that I could try. Um, there is Hades on Game Pass that I, that I could look at. Um, I have one called Wizard of Wizards of Legend, I think, on the Switch that I could, I could look at. Um, I think Spelunky 2 is also on Game Pass, so that, that's an idea. I, I don't know which way I'll go or if I'll even get to it, but um, I'll consider it. That's very considerate of you. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I, uh, of course, I left this blank on the show notes, but if I can find some rock band games, I might try to play some more of that because why not? That's fun for me. And I've downloaded a lot of games from, oh, sorry, girl. A lot of games from, I guess the games I've purchased in the past from Steam or from those uh, some of those bundle sales that were going on uh, this past month in support you know support of Ukraine. So uh, I think some of them might be fairly short. So I'm gonna jump into those and you know see what's out there. I know that some of them are like visual novels or um, uh, like puzzle type games. Uh, but I guess in terms of like a roguelike, I think I might go down the Hades route. And, you know, turn on God, well, no, keep it on God mode, where every time I die, my defense gets two percentage points better. Uh, and I kind of think I might cheese the system and just go in and just instantly die 
and then do it again. And that's an easy way to. No, you no? need the dark. You'll still need the darkness to help your other abilities out. All right, whatever. So I might do that or see how much further I can get in uh, the Guild of Dungeoneering, because it's a, it's a, it's a silly game. Uh, the, like the songs, it's like a little, like a bard playing a song, uh, or a minstrel, I guess I should say, and it's just really, really humorous, uh, as they're kind of making fun of you dying, and the, I'm not even sure what the whole story is, but it's a, it's a fun, it's a cute little game. So, it's roguey. I'll try to do a little bit more of that. You know, that's about it. I'm just hoping I even have time to play. We're getting just a little bit closer to the summer, which means that I can you know, pick up a 120-hour RPG. So, waiting on that. How about, how about you, Jim? Uh, yeah, Matt, did you want to have a comment? I was going to ask if you had any RPGs in mind for the summer, or is that for a later discussion? No, I'm saying finalize. You starting to come up with general ideas? Something I don't know. Tales. Well, there's Arise. a there, there's a game that's on my radar that I'm hoping I have enough eShop credit for, or that someone gifts it to me for my birthday, and that's Live Alive. Um, that one is it's I, on my radar. I it's pre-ordered for me, but that's not a long. From what I heard, it's not a long one. Okay. Well, no, it's you know forty bucks. I'm like okay, but I don't. We'll, we'll just have to see. To see. Well, I mean, I guess I could always replay uh, Like a Dragon. That's you could, a, probably, you could probably replay Dragon Quest Eleven and beat it before I do. <laughs> oh, God, the game is so, the so good. That, that's some good comfort food. I think, yeah, I, I did start a new game of Dragon Quest Eleven on Game Pass, and I think I might be beyond where you are already. <laughs> You've been going for five years. Anyway, uh, Jim too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so for me, like, what am I going to play next? Uh, I'm coming off of final fantasy seven, the remake. I've, I've played the original final fantasy seven to a point where I kind of got a little bogged down by the, the grinding. Um, I guess it was a long time ago. Um, so I really kind of appreciated final fantasy seven, the remake. It's all the same story. Um, great voice acting and, I guess my only complaint is I, I I tend to like more of the you know the openness of a Final Fantasy game and this was kind of like a straight shot through the chapters. Um, there's one thing that I won't say because I, I don't want to give anything really away, but there's one thing about this game that I really liked about it, and, and in order to find out, uh, the listeners should play. Um, but my point with that is it's just great. It's it's so immersive to come off a story like that and to just be so into all the characters, and now have to play a different game <laughs> and it's, i'm in this where do i go from here type of feeling and so i've been kind of reaching i played a little bit of genshin impact that's a that's kind of a free-to-play game that's kind of like breath of the wild <laughs> but it's like an rpg and i don't really know what i'm doing in that one i'm just kind of messing around um and yeah and i'm kind of like well in the what do i do next mode which you think of Matt? <laughs> i i mean apparently it's unofficially um you know april it is April, so maybe a roguelike. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I'm getting to that. I'm building. It's a slow build. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then... I just, I just spoiler. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, and so, kind of the, the only other thing before I jump into the roguelike, it's probably going to be the roguelike this month because I'm going to follow Grouchy. 
But the other choice would have been the Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That's like on my list. That I'm trying to get around to that one might be quick. Um, but so, yeah. So the, to the road like point, um, the two squares I have left, one of them is a game that's less than five hours. So I'm going to put it out there for everyone on the podcast or anyone that wants to reach us on Twitter. Give me a game that's less than five hours. And if it's a roguelike, that would be even better because I need to, I don't know what to pull in that box. I don't really play roguelikes. It's not really my genre, but I have a really open mind and a short game is something that would be cool. So yeah, like, yeah, lots of, lots of hints and yeah, you guys can read them off if you like. Yeah, so I mentioned Minute and Gato Roboto. Neither one of those are roguelikes, but they are definitely under five-hour games. Mm-hmm. And nice, you know, black and white, um, you know, very pixelated games. But they're really fun. They have a lot of character to them. That rain are on your are most roguelikes not under five hours? Depends on Sorry? how good you are. <laughs> is, there short, is there such thing as short roguelikes? <laughs> Because I'm not very good. That's a foregone conclusion. Probably not short ones because I think the whole thing is, you know, let's keep you going and dying because that's what you do. Yeah. So we'll have to, well, maybe I'll go for one of the games you guys mentioned, but usually the, the keep going and keep dying is <laughs> the thing that I try to avoid. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the good things about, about Hades is that not only are you, you know, each run you are progressing the story, but you are also gaining, uh, I guess, material or currency to upgrade your some of your abilities. Uh, maybe you are able to like purchase the ability to revive once at uh, half health, and you can upgrade that a couple of times so that you can revive a second time, or that um, you can buy certain items that might appear when you stop off at a you know, at a merchant, but you know, a lot of that story gets played out every time you die, you go back and you talk to the people and you learn a little bit more and a little bit more and so on. And I think, you know, Matt had it on and I've got it turned on the God mode where, you know, yeah, you keep dying, but you can keep, I guess, gaining an extra two percentage points for your defense, which makes each run a little bit easier. So you can still feel like you are making progress without banging your head against the wall. Yeah, that this is the first roguelike I've actually liked. Um, I mean, I played Dead Cells and I was really liking it, but I got to the point it really plateaued for me in terms of when you went 15 runs and not getting past a certain spot still, I just got, it just, but on Hades, I honestly felt there was something, I, I didn't do all my runs with God Mode either originally, but it you do feel you're actually getting better. I mean, my first runs were lasting like eight minutes and then now they're, no usually unless it's the one weapon i'm screwing around with there's a gun thing but uh my minimum runs like 30 minutes now yeah and i I appreciate that in a roguelike where i feel like it it rewards your time and effort and it doesn't just punish you severely and anytime i've died it's either because i'm learning the pattern of something and it's never a okay they just threw too much crap at me and i just they just made it overly hard it's just there are tough so you get swarmed but and you I, there's times i feel like i'm pushing buttons but if you start picking the right boons and different power-ups so your dash does damage too 
you just start dashing around and you start timing your hits and you can start paying attention. You start going just running off reflexes. And as an old man like me, my reflexes are still hanging pretty well in that game. So it's not yeah. that bad. Like you have to have it exact. So to me, also, is you can, you can build your skills around how you want to do your run too. So if you want to be someone that's, you know, okay, I'm struggling with this. Well, now um, my attacks are a little stronger or I got a little more defense. I can have it where I start with a hundred, your currency resets everyone. So you can start with a hundred coins or you can keep using your darkness to level up the thing where it's because they give you two options on each. So that you can either start with a hundred coins or you get more coins each time you find them or they do more drops. So you can kind of work with, Hey, you know what? I don't want to hit the store a lot. I'm fine. I, you know, you can, you can start doing more coins or, Hey, I'm going to get more darkness now. So you can kind of say, play I'll, into that, how you build it, how you want. And I'd say it also helps that the controls are very, very it's nice, simple. very fluid. The, the visuals are stunning. It's got great, great music. So again, I think it can, those elements, the part of the presentation can turn a difficult game into one that doesn't, dilute the difficulty but it can make that experience much more enjoyable spoiler i just went fishing for the first time in that game well now i feel like it's spoiled now i'm not gonna play it thanks matt (laughs) yeah so but you the stuff you catch you turn in i just caught my first thing i gave it to the when you get back to the one room you give it to the chef and it's going to start giving me stuff i think in the long run they're going to start i don't know how it's going to play out yet but so By the was, way, is Celeste a roguelike? Because I can always go back no, to that. Celeste no, Celeste was like, I gave, I gave up on Celeste too quick because that was just hard. I think I need to oh, finish that. Awesome. I'm, I'm so close. Did, would it count? <laughs> no, it's not It's not a rogue. It's not a roguelike game. <laughs> I die a lot, though. <laughs> I won't well, get No, yeah, that's, just a, that's just a brutal platformer. That's all that yeah, is. That's just not for me. So Tetris <laughs> is a roguelike, right? You gonna show me an end screen on Tetris? Have you played? Yeah, Tetris all the all the musicians are are playing music, and there's the. And you're gonna start back over at level one every time. Well, maybe I start off at level nine because I want the extra bonus points at the very beginning, and speed doesn't bother me. So, <laughs> so you're cheating. No, you can select that at the very beginning. I know, but like if you're gonna do a run, you gotta start at the beginning. Like you don't you don't pick up Dragon Quest eleven S R elusive age twenty seven and start at chapter three. Like, come on. Come on, man. You gotta well, you start at, maybe, at level one. It's like maybe it's like Mario Kart eight deluxe where everything's unlocked from the very beginning. Well, most things. So wait, 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 wait. Would Dr. Mario be a roguelike then? Maybe. Because I can play Dr. Mario SP and knock that out like tonight. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Probably not. I think, no, we can see that SP is not the original game. That is using somebody else's save file. And so that doesn't count. But you said you could start later. You said you started at nine in Tetris. Well, you know, so why can't you know, I start at SP in Dr. Mario? Well, I, 
Like, I feel like it's the same thing. No, because there's like there's level selects. You know what? I, we'll we'll not just save this for 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 later. I think you were trying to derail us. I think maybe Matt right? was talking to. I think Matt was talking to you before the show. I've, his head has been down, probably on his phone, texting you messages saying, "Hey, you need to mess up Ryan because you know, yeah, oh yeah, you figured it out." You, you, Actually, you Matt, 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 you're doing it right. It's more like this, Coach. You gave it away. Yeah. All right. So, Matt, what do you have on tap for this coming month? Um, I'll probably be streaming some more CFEs because I would like, I have about seven days from the time of the recording to do the fort adventure that they currently have with the two weeks uh, that they give you two weeks for on the adventure for the story. So, I got to get that knocked out so I can get my jailer's cutlass because you get little trinkets that actually are customizable. Well, not customizable, but you know, they give you something that's not part of a full set when you complete these adventures and they're just really cool. Um, uh, might jump into GTA five. I don't know. I'll probably knock out another couple seasons of, uh, some mutant football league, but I mean, I haven't played Stardew Valley in a while, so that's a crime, right? But, I don't know. The, the biggest, the wild card is, will I get my switch back? Cause they still have the switch. That's why I haven't played dragon quest. That's, I mean, I have, I paid $3 for Chex Quest for the Switch, okay? I forgot to mention that, so. Please tell me you all know the history of Chex Quest. I'm just going to leave it at that. If not, look it up. But Chex Quest HD is on the Switch for like $3. It was built in the original Doom engine, just saying. Hmm. Well, I think my biggest takeaway is that you're still blaming your family for your lack of playing yes. Dragon Quest Eleven. Yes. All right. As I recall, yes. It can't be my I, fault. What, what, what do you else's mean, as, as you recall? You just said it. Yes, that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, my gosh. Please. I didn't inhale. Dang it. Now I got that stupid <laughs> country song stuck in my head. All right. Well... We've talked about what we played. We've talked about what we're going to play. Now let's see if we can trick anybody on this April Fool's Day. So since we're recording this episode on April 1st, it only makes sense that we devote an entire segment to trickeration and foolery. So for this segment, it's going to be playing a game of two truths and a lie. Oh, Hungry Pup is dancing. He's excited. Um, so here's what's going to happen. Now, there, there's no prize money for this one, but I do like to make things slightly competitive. And so what we're going to do is that we have two rounds. We have one round where the two truths and a lie will relate to our own personal video game past. And then the other round is I tasked my fellow backlog busters to come up with three video games, two that are real, one that is made up along with the platform that they are on and the descriptions. And again, we're going to try to figure out who's the imposter. So after we each give our um, two truths and a lie, we're going to go around and say what we think the lie is. If we correctly guess the lie, then we get a point. If we incorrectly guess it, then the person who was giving them will get a point for each of those people. Does that make sense? Does it? I need. I need all of you to say yes. It makes sense. 
I'm so confused right now. No one. Okay, I just hear brakes squeaking in the background. That's great. What was that, Mike? I am so confused right now. Confused about how to play Two Truths and a Lie? Just everything. Scores, lies, friends. Oh, we're not friends. Bananas. Like, I'm, I'm just confused. April Fool's. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? You're the first one up. Hope you're ready. So let's do, tell us your two truths and a lie. Of course, you know, randomize or however you want to about your video game past. What in the world? Well, um, skinny Matt written all over it. So here, here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to start with, with a truth right now. Um, I misread the prompt, uh, so it's not uh, about video games. What I came up with, it's just about my past. Neither is mine. So I'm sorry. I I thought I understood the assignment, but it, in fact, did not understand the assignment. So our um, personal game history to real video games topic from our personal game history. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Hey, you know what? We're, half of us did the same thing, so it's all good. Well, I'm I'm gonna take a wild guess that probably seventy five percent of you did the same thing. Nope, I'm with you, bud. Okay, all right. So, Mike, what are your what are your three statements? Okay, so okay, so let me clarify here. So we're doing the segment that's about what was supposed to be about our our gaming history, right? Yes. And then we're going to do a segment that is about like the name, the titles of games, right? Did I understand that part right? At least that is correct. Yep. So the second okay. segment will list off three games along with their, you know, synopsis. Yeah. Okay. So for this part, I, unfortunately I just went with, with my life. I apologize to you guys. Um, if it's too boring, uh, feel free to, to cut this out and uh, just, tell me that i'm a terrible person anyways uh i have three um i'll say short stories uh to tell uh here we go so story number one as a kid my family used to travel a lot uh one of my parents goals was to travel to every state in the continental u.s but we never actually got that far Uh, One of my worst road trip memories was visiting Yellowstone National Park. I ended up spending the trip in the doctor's office because I got a piece of carpet fiber stuck in my eye. So I never got to actually see Yellowstone. Uh, My memories consist of pain and the smell of sulfur. Story number two. When I was 16 years old, my parents let me drive a white Mazda B2200, uh, which, for those who don't know, is a two-seater truck. Uh, My dad purposefully chose this vehicle for me so that I wouldn't get distracted behind the wheel. Uh, My friends used to get so annoyed that I was not allowed to take them places because they were younger than me. Um, I remember my friends trying to get me to let them ride in the back of my truck by meeting them around the corner from our house. Uh, so my dad wouldn't see. Uh, what we didn't plan on was my parents being there when we got back, which is how I got caught. <laughs> One of the few times I actually got grounded as a kid. <laughs> and then story number three. 
when I was a kid, uh, one of my good friends had a paper route. So they used to get up really early to deliver the papers. And I, always being the gamer, would stay up late into the night playing video games. So getting up early was really not a thing I did often. But I also couldn't say no to people. So when my friends asked me to help them with a paper route, I, of course, said yes. Uh, since we're getting up so early, I would also get to school early as well. After a week or two, uh, I remember being so tired after the paper route and getting to school that I decided just to walk home from school before class started just to pass out at home. After that, I decided not to help with the paper route anymore. All right, so you're saying that two of these are true and one is a lie. Correct. All right, so we got to figure out what's the lie. Uh, road trip to Yellowstone where he didn't actually get to see it because he had a carpet fiber stuck in his eye. What you were doing with your face pressed to the carpet, I don't know. Uh, the second one is that as a 16-year-old, one of the only times you got grounded was because you were letting kids ride in the back of a white Mazda B2200. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last one is that you... A friend asked you to help with this paper route. And you know, so then after a week or so, you just, you were so tired that you just skipped out on school to sleep. So I, I went to school that day uh, and I was there and I was tired, decided I was too tired. So I walked all the way home from school, went home and passed out. All right. So let's see. All right. So Matt, what do you think? What's the lie? Considering he's wearing glasses, I'm going to say carpet fiber at Yellowstone is a lie. Because this would work like if you would have had your safety glasses on now, that would be a different story. Well, this was before he was in weights and measures. So, uh, Jim, how about you? I think uh, story number one and story number two are true, and it's the paper route that's false. You know, that's what I was leaning for. Uh, this was leaning towards as, as well is that the paper route uh, was false. So, Mike, what was false? Getting grounded was the false one. I should have figured there seemed to be too many details in that one. <laughs> no so the re the reason i got a carpet fiber in my eye in yellowstone uh was because we were in the back of my grandparents um um uh, station wagon and they had like astroturf as like the floor in the back and i rode in like the way back um I and i was sleeping back there and then my nephew who was along with us for vacation was like i bet you can't touch your eye and I said, I can touch my eye. Look, and I touched my eye and apparently I had a carpet fiber on my finger. So it is either from sleeping back there that I got it into my eye or from touching my eye. But somehow I got that carpet fiber stuck in my eye. Oh, man. I also I got to wear an eye patch while I was there. So that was the one good thing that came out of that experience. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Mike got all three points for that. Um, we got nothing. This is no good. <laughs> All right, so here are here are mine. Uh, the first one is that I sold my Game Boy 
and my entire Game Boy game collection to a friend uh, so that I could have enough money to buy a Sega Game Gear. Uh, the second one is that my wife gave me a Nintendo 64 for a wedding present. And uh, the last one is that I have beaten Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3 one time each, but I have never beaten Super Mario Brothers 1. So one of these is... Oh, sorry, two are true, one is a lie. So we got... What was the first one again? Because I got... The, the first one was him trading in his Game Boy for a Game Gear. For Game Gear. And then Game Boy and my entire Game Boy collection. Yep. See, you're old. You got married about the time that was out. My wife gave me a Nintendo 64 for wedding present. I've beaten Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3 only one time each, but I've never beaten Mario Brothers 1. Who gets to guess first? All right, you know, it's just... Let's go in order with, uh, as it appears on my screen, Matt. I'm going to say... It's the Mario Brothers one, is the lie. Okay. So you haven't beat Super Mario Brothers one. Everyone's beaten that with at least using the warp zone, so... Okay. I'm generalizing there, so. Mike. I know for a fact that well, one of these is true, because I know you've talked about it before. The two um, of these are true. Well, okay, but I know the game, for sure. I know for sure which one of them, which one of one of them is true. So okay. trying to remember, I know you've been married for a, a long time, but. Gosh, I, I, uh, I think I'm going to agree with Matt. I'm going to go with, with the Mario. Okay. Jim. Yeah, uh, I, I, I cannot believe that you didn't beat Mario one. I'm totally, I'm totally going with Mario one as the lie. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it is very true uh, that I have beaten Mario brothers two and three only one time each. Uh, actually, when I beat Mario Brothers 3, I used Jugum's Cloud to get through uh, one particular section. Um, but I've never beaten Mario Brothers 1. That's a... <laughs> You're getting off this podcast. You're not allowed. Hey, I'm not like some people that, that have said, I've never played Super Mario World. <laughs> Ouchie. <laughs> and uh, yes. I played nothing but Super Mario Brothers. No, I... Well, we got a Super... We got a Nintendo... Uh, 89, I think. Same here. Right. About 88, 89. I, I want to say that my, my sister may have beaten it, but I, I never did. I don't know. Uh, and yes, my wife did give me a Nintendo 64 for a wedding present, which was super awesome. I think it's really more of a training tool um, so that I would know how to ask permission to play games so that I would not be one of these weird cases where my fiance only plays games and never talks to me anymore and uh, the first one was was the lie, because I said I sold my Game Boy and my entire Game Boy collection. That's not true, because I missed a game when I sold it to him. And it was a game that I ended up giving to Patrick, a game called Tiller Striker. But I was so entranced with 
like the Game Gear photos and the video game magazines. Like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. Yeah, so it wasn't my entire Game Boy collection. Maybe that's a little too sneaky. I considered wow. doing something like that and changing a single detail about something that everybody knew was true, but I thought that that was just a little too much of a low blow. Well, I thought that if Patrick were on here, he'd have a, a leg up on that. So if you're trying to give advantages. I... I see how it is. Anyway, uh, so let's go on to... Uh, what is it? Uh, Jim. All right. Here we go. Uh, number one. I like sports video games because I played multiple sports for my high school. Notably, I played high school football and started at safety, which is why I like Madden. The Madden plays I run most often in my Twitch streams, and the way that I play Madden in general, the way I read defenses, comes from my days of playing high school football. That's story number one. You play what position? Safety. Strong or free? What's what's that? Never mind, just kidding. (laughs) free safety uh number two i i gave myself the the name hungry pup while playing the clash of clans mobile game for the first time i used the avatar sir hungry pup because we had just gotten my dog sparky and he was only a puppy story number three i'm an active piano player i can play most of the legend of zelda soundtrack and i don't use sheet music i believe i can learn any song on the piano but i really jam when i play rock band and guitar hero on expert difficulty All right, Mike, what do you think? Do you think he was lying about playing multiple sports in high school or that his hungry pup comes from playing Clash of Clans or that he's an active piano player? Well, I've never heard him talk about playing any sort of rhythm game ever. Um, Or playing piano but he could be keeping that a secret um i've never played clash of clans so i don't know if there is actually a sir hungry pup in that game and um he put an awful lot into that sports thing in comparison to the other two i'm not really sure here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take a a shot in the dark i'm going to say that since he talked about why he liked to play sports games on the uh, Are You Winning Son podcast, uh, and I specifically asked him why he liked to play sports games, that's the one that's the lie. So, okay, so you're saying the sports thing is a lie. Uh, All right. I'm going to say that the Clash of Clans, Hungry Pup name is a lie. But you, Matt? I'm going to say the sports games is a lie because I'm guessing he played a different position other than safety. Mm. So, it's a, a good call there. So, tr- truth number one, I am an active piano player. I can play a lot of things other than Zelda, in fact. And I'm really happy to hear you, Ryan, say that you're into a rock band and Guitar Hero because I am <laughs> an animal. I can play like anything on that, and I'm really good at Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's the truth um and the the second truth was that is how i got my name hungry pup it, it oh God. On come on plans. come on <laughs> it was uh that's just when i it was it just happened to be the time when i was addicted to that game that i that i got my dog and so i named myself hungry pup um but the sports game is uh is not true 
because I've been playing Madden long before I played high school football. I only played safety for one year. So I, I that's that's that part of it is true, but it has nothing to do with why I like Madden. Um, and I also didn't play multiple sports in high school, okay. really. <laughs> and okay. the Madden plays I run are because I game the system and have nothing to do with uh, playing the sport itself. <laughs> so that was the lie. Yeah. Good okay. Job, so here's how we stand so far. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. You know, I think I made a mistake here. The math man made a math mistake. <laughs> No, there we hold on. Hold on. I've got to. Oh, fiddle D. I did something wrong. So I think, Matt, you've got one point. I guess one, right? Yeah. You've guessed one wrong thing. Uh, Mike is at three. Excuse me, four. Because no one guessed yours. Right. And then you just got this one. I am at three and Jim is at Jim's at one, one. <laughs> We're tied. Oh, sorry. I, when I was counting up the total, I, I, I missed a tick mark. That's my bad. All right. So play safety though. you did. <clears throat> nice. All right. That wasn't good. Well, I got to say, like, whenever I was, when I watched you play your streams, <laughs> the way that you're talking about the defense and all this other stuff, I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Me, I'm just like, I snap the ball, and on defense, I'm just going to run towards the defender and match the button that makes them dive. So that's why they score all the touchdowns, because all my guys are flat on the ground. That's just because I play a lot of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Matt, let's hear your two my, truths and a lie. Yeah, that are not gaming related. Mine actually all have a theme. They're all about... Are these people that I've actually met in real uh, in real life? Yeah, I'm not except for that. one. Except for one. So, what? So first off, I met country singer Gary Allen. Who's that? He's a country singer. He's a country singer. <laughs> awesome. What What does he sing? I don't listen to country music, so I have to look this up. Breathe. <laughs> 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 Jeez, am I giving us away right now? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Um, he sings um a song called Her Man in nineteen ninety six. That was his debut. Um I mean I worked in a restaurant and I met people that I didn't bother looking up much more about. Man them. to man, tough little boys, nothing on but the radio. Every storm runs out of the rain. He sings. Yeah, he sung those. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's What's your next one? Let me get back to my notes. I met former Ohio Senator and first American to orbit the earth, John Glenn. What was one thing he did as a senator? <laughs> I was too young to remember. <laughs> he was a member of the senator and he was in D.C. for that. And then I met Ohio Valley native and baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Raleigh Fingers. I grew up Who? in the Ohio Valley. 
Raleigh. That's fingers. not a real name. That's not a real name. You remember uh, the handlebar mustache? Yeah, Oakland. I know A's exactly what you mean. Closer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so Jim, I guess who's the lie? <laughs> I know which one I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, Matt. Oh, wow. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm clearly in last place. So I'm going to say the lie was Raleigh Fingers. I, I know Raleigh Fingers. I don't think you met him. You know him? I know him from MLB The Show. Just to give you a little tip, <laughs> his cousin was my home ec teacher in junior high. Cool. Nice. All right, uh, Mike, how about you? I'm going to say, um, was it John Glenn? Is that what you said? The second one? Yes. The senator? Yeah, I'm going to say that one. I'm going to say Gary Allen. <laughs> because, although I'm sure that's probably a truth, I'm sure you probably met the person and people came up to him and went, do you know who that was? And you went, it was just a guy. He was selling, selling a t-shirt. I bumped into him and I tripped on his foot. No. Uh, no. Okay. So let me just go in order. Country singer Gary Allen. I've actually had a beer with him. Didn't really know who he was. I was working in Nashville. We were... Uh, I spent like eight weeks in Nashville at one point, and we had a bunch of people from different offices from the company I worked for. Um, and we went to the Nashville Palace one night just to go have a beer and chill. And he was sitting at the bar. He came and sat near us, and the one guy I was with knew who he was. And just just talked to him. Didn't say anything. Just The guy just started talking, and he was just talking. We had, we bought a, we had ordered two pictures. Like, yeah, have a beer with us. Have one. Not, not in a, hey, you're Gary Allen. Just like, hey, you want a beer? Just... I thought it was just a normal guy and then whatever. And he goes, all right, well, have a nice day. We, I know a guy's name was Gary and stuff. And, he's like, and the other guy I was with goes, you know, that was Gary Allen, right? I'm like, who's that? And he's like, he's a singer. Well, the guy ended up picking up our tab for us. Cause we didn't say anything. We didn't make a big stink. I mean, I wouldn't have, cause I didn't know who it was, but <laughs> one of the guys I was working with did. Uh, as for former Ohio Senator and first American that orbited earth, John Glenn, um, yeah, I met him too. Um, I was in Washington, D.C. for a school trip and we got to meet him because we got to go meet our senators. It was after sixth grade. Uh, but the coolest part about that story is, is he found out we were going to the um, Air and Space Museum next, the next day. And he actually met us there because they have the whole spaceship he went up in and everything. And he actually told us everything about it and everything they don't tell you in the history books. And I see a cat on the screen there and a turkey too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well. um, uh, Raleigh Fingers, uh, his family still lives where my parents live. I've never met the man. I mean, so, like I said, his cousin was my home ec teacher in junior high. But nice. Not it. So I met his cousin. Oh, very, very good. So um, we've, we've got a turkey sighting. Yeah. It, I, it sounds kind of hot. Am I hot? Can you guys hear me just, okay? Just, just a bit hot. Okay, let me see. Oh, oh, here we go. The true test of technology. <laughs> Trash turkey testing technology. Tonight. <laughs> see, I turned the gain. Is that better? Okay. Perfect. Okay. I turned the gain one way, and I wasn't sure 
it it doesn't have a plus or minus. It just has a knob, and it's like, well, I I'll turn it this way, and it could get way hotter. Lefty Lucy, righty tighty. That's yeah. I think that works works with gain as well. Actually, that let's see. Left lefty lowy righty high high. Yeah, it would be it, yeah exactly lefty yes lefty lowy uh, righty Heidi. H- Heidi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, righty amplify. Yes, that's correct. Whoever said that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I know you just kind of waltzed on in here, but did you happen to come prepared for two truths and a lie? Oh, uh, is this the? And the were you video able to? One? Were you? Or the other? No, one? this is the 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 your personal video game history. Ah. Two truths and a lie. If you were able to parse that from the instructions that. The look on your face tells me you didn't. So no, I did, I did, and the, the this is the this is the deal though. So like, I feel like I've I've just let my feathers fly, as you would say on this uh, p- podcast, and um, that you know I've I've kind of let it all out of the coop. Um, I don't know. Do, will anybody? Everybody might know these things. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, so do I, what, what do I do? How do I do this math, man? So you're going to tell us your three statements in whatever order you want. Naturally. I mean, I could say uh, your, your lie has to lie be the first, first. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we are going to go around and figure out or try okay. to guess which one is the false one. Okay. Um, all right. First one is that I fall asleep to video game podcasts. I've fallen asleep to this one before. I know, right? Anybody out there putting the... Okay, Uh, next is... Yeah, thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, I know. Thanks, everybody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I was five, I dressed up as baby Pac-Man for Halloween. Um, Or uh, one of the activities at my bachelor party was playing Typing of the Dead. That was my three. So what is false that he falls asleep or he has fallen asleep listening to video game podcasts that he dressed up as baby Pac-Man for Halloween when he was five years old or that he played typing of the dead at his bachelor party. You know, I'll, I'll go first and say that uh, dressing up as baby Pac-Man is a lie. How about you, Jim? I will go second. I think the lie is the the first one. You don't fall asleep listening to podcasts. Podcasts are way too exciting. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you put them on 0.75 speed just to help exactly. with getting into the REM. Matt. What's your frequency, Matt? What's your frequency, man? Kenneth? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say you should stand in the stand in the place where you live. Yeah. Now face north. <laughs> okay. That was supposed to be my bad 0.75 speed. Um, you just what? That was this, 0.25 speed. What are you talking about? Man, I thought it was the end of the world. Oh, 0.75. I'm sorry. You know, I feel fine. I feel fine. Uh, so Matt, what's your what's your pick? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to say the Typing of the Dead because I bet you actually played House of the Dead instead. Mm, mm-hmm. I think you probably went to like a Davin's Busters or a local arcade. And... Or a All right, how about you, Mike? Look, if if Typing of the Dead is the lie, I'm going to be really disappointed in Jeremy right now, okay? I'm going to go with, with Baby Pac-Man because who wants to be Baby Pac-Man when you can be regular Pac-Man? It's probably mm. Pac-Man Jr. Yeah. All right. Trash, what you got? All right, so the lie. Do I start with the lie? I guess I yeah, started with the lie. Yeah, what's the lie? Uh, when I was five, I dressed up as Baby Pac-Man. Yes! My wife dressed up as Baby Pac-Man when she was five. Um, and for Halloween, as you can imagine, when you dress up as Baby Pac-Man, which is an orange-yellow ball, people are like, oh, you're a cute little pumpkin. And you're like, no. I'm baby Pac-Man. It's kind of a difficult costume to pull off in Halloween because you just assume that you're dressing up like a pumpkin. So, yeah. So so you did play Typing of the Dead? Yes, did play Typing of the Dead um, on the big screen. Uh, And yeah, it was, was, sadly, I had given away, um, traded in my Dreamcast after that. You know, it it was like the phase of, getting rid of stuff that I didn't think I needed. I didn't need oh. my Dreamcast and my Dreamcast keyboard and, you know, typing of the dead. Um, but yeah, so that was a, we did that. And then we went out um, downtown and hung out and that was about it. So it was, it was a good time. I thought that would be a fun thing for, for, uh, to share with, with people. Um, Cause I like weird video games. Uh, and I do fall asleep to podcasts in general, podcasts, video game podcasts, you name it. Uh, I am, I guess when I grew up, I had a a TV in my bedroom and I would fall asleep to the TV. And so this is my kind of, uh, way of doing that as an adult. I'll put on the sleep timer 15 minutes. And, um, so I don't miss much of the podcast and, um, yeah, I'm I'm out, you know. So it to me, I can always go back if I if I miss too much. I don't like you know sleep to the end of the episode or anything. Um, I don't want like Sean Capri like invading my dreams or anything. So it's only <laughs> like a few minutes. Why? Yeah. Who doesn't want Sean Capri in their dreams? Yeah, I I think um, yeah, the whole get out of my dreams and into my car, uh, Billy Ocean oh would be. Um, <laughs> I think Sean Capri. I think he should do a podcast with Billy Ocean, um, a driving podcast. Nice. Anyways, you heard that's it here, Sean. <laughs> All right, so uh, now we're going to do our two truths and a lie video game uh, level. So Love it. I, I hope hope you're ready. Uh, we're going to go kind of in the same order. Uh, so we're going to say the name of the game the platform, and then just, you know, the, the quick two or three sentence um, description of it. Kind of like what we did for the Metacritic. So, Mike, what are your games? All right. I I have a certain amount of information for each one. Unfortunately, you'll you get what you get. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so, game number one. Seasons After Fall. It's available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Developed by Focused Home Interactive. Released in 2016. 
Play as a fox in this puzzle platformer as you travel to meet four guardians. The unique puzzle mechanic is all about changing the seasons to progress in the platformer. Number two. Uh, the Princess Chronicles, Night at the Ball, on Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, developed by Falcon's Perch Softworks, uh, released in 2005 as an action RPG. Take on the role of Evelyn, Princess of uh, Eastone. Travel through the kingdom in search of your missing parents, the king and queen. Join voices, forces with unlikely party members, including a thief, a retired blacksmith, and a mage. And the last one is... Uh, Seventh Cross Evolution on Dreamcast, developed by Atypical Alchemist Associate, released in 2000. It's a game about the stages of life. You start as a single-celled organism, and you have to evolve through the various stages of life to become the ultimate life form. Okay. So, was it season or seasons after fall? Seasons with an S. It. Let me just Google huh. this real quick. No, no, no. That's <laughs> yeah, how you want that and see if yeah. that's a game. Yeah, that's how Skinny Matt won the Metacritic game. So, <laughs> no, I ain't like all right. That. So we've got, we've got Seasons After Fall, Princess Chronicles: Night at the Ball, and Seventh Cross Evolution. If I got those correct. All right. Yep. So Jeremy, which one is a lie? Oh goodness, uh, me first. Um, I'm gonna go the princess one um because i would say the other ones um the name i i don't know i i guess i would be down to try to play a princess action rpg and i just know that my um my dreams are going to be crushed so i'm going to i'm just going to assume that that's the one that's a that's a fake that's the lie okay uh jim i think the I think those were very good. You're you're good, Mike. <laughs> you're a tough one. I, I think the third the one that's a lie is the third one. I just uh it just felt like something that um I could imagine up as a story. But you know, it did a good job. It's hard. Okay. Uh Matt. I'm gonna say Princess RPG as well. Uh, uh the third one, I've heard of a game similar to that. I don't know if it's that game in particular. It might have just been Spore for all I know, but yeah, I think Princess Simulator are going to the ball. I think that's our... Uh, I think the pumpkin's going to change on that one. <laughs> you you know, mean the baby Pac-Man will change? <laughs> What's so, the difference? I'm just saying. One I'm, has a pacifier, one has a smiley face, or like a jaggly teeth face. Well, if I can't tell the difference, doesn't matter. That's true. Happy Halloween. See, looking at this, I want to say that the first one is fake. That way, you know, it kind of limits the points that Mike can get. Um, but I, I think it's Princess oh, Chronicles, uh, the way that he was. I feel like there were too many details for some reason for that. Um, I don't know. That's me. So which one was fake? The Princess Chronicles Night at the Ball is fake. All right. Seventh Cross Evolution is a real game. It is one of the weirdest games I've ever played on the Dreamcast. Um, yeah, you, you start as a single cell organism. You grow up in a pond. You evolve out of the pond. And it, it's just really weird. 
and the way that you evolve with this. It's such a strange game. Like I can't even describe more than I did. What kind of what and, kind of cell or um, division does it use? Is it? It doesn't divide. It grows. What are you talking about? Come on, get your head in the game. If you're a single-celled organism and you become multiple cellular organism, I well, I think you probably gain cells, but you you know just budding? change. I mean, how do you reproduce? Budding? I mean, I, well, there was a. I, don't know. I know there was a touch a game that I played on either Kindle or my phone called Osmos, I think, and any any cell that was smaller than you you could absorb. Um, in order to move around, you would tap in the opposite direction that you wanted to move. And as you ejected part of you, it would propel you going the other direction. So you had to be careful that you weren't going too fast and run head on into a cell that was larger than you because then you'd be completely consumed. Yeah, I just Com- think coming it's up with weird a, things that you cut. a game to lie about was the hardest part of this whole thing. I was like, I don't even know. 15 minutes before we started, I'm running around. Okay. You give me a, a, a job, and my daughter's like, a princess. And I go, you give me a location. You can... And that, that's how I came up with the thing. Awesome. So it, it was it was not my best work. I had been racking my brain ever since the like the thing came out to even come up with games that were obscure enough that you guys might not already know them. Right. So, I think that was the same struggle that I was having is, gosh, I'm not Jeremy. I don't know these like really rando games. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of scared to see what he comes up with, uh, but I guess it's my turn. Here are my three games: Henry Houndstooth and the Crystal Caper for the DS. In this point-and-click puzzle game, you are the trusted assistant to Henry Houndstooth, the local inspector. Use your wits and keen eyes to uncover clues and solve the mystery of the missing crystal. The second game is Dungeon of the Algebra Dragons for the Commodore 64. A challenging and enjoyable way to develop algebra skills. You have been locked in the infamous Dungeon of the Algebra Dragons. To make your way to freedom, you must search through the dungeon for the two magic keys. But beware of the Algebra Dragons. If they find you, you must use your algebra skills to outwit them or your escape may be foiled. Uh, The third game is called Bard Harder for the PC. Hard Harder is a tabletop-inspired visual novel game about saving your friends from the big, bad, evil guy by using your strongest weapon, romance. So brush up on your pickup lines and prepare some sexy tunes. What's the worst that could happen? All right, so so, uh, let's go around the horn. I'll start with Matt this time. I'm going to say the Algebra Dragons isn't real. The last one, it's so off the wall that somebody probably would make that. Okay. Uh, Jim. I'm going to say the Algebra Dragons, and because I was just watching your, your delivery and you made a thing with your face. You know, I have a bad <laughs> have a bad problem with my face, which I've got to say, wearing masks to work kind of it helps and hinders the effect. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it helps everyone to not have to look at your face. That's for sure. You know, that's, that's oh, very yeah. true. Very true. <laughs> um, oh man. I mean, I, I cannot agree with you more. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crud. Mike, how about you? Uh, the, 
The Algebra Dragons one sounds so off the wall, and there's so much detail there. And you said it was on the Commodore 64, right? That's what you said? Yes, that's what I said. But, uh, I don't know. It feels like... Like that's that's the red herring one, you know. Like, like this is this is the math one, so maybe that's not the thing because of course he's going to play a math game. Maybe it is the thing because he wants to play a math game because he's the math man. <sighs> I I I don't know. The last one, like the last one you said, kind of sounds like like your style. Like, what's the worst that could go wrong? Like when you write a story, but mm, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Algebra Dragons anyway. Just it's just too off the wall. All right, trash turkey. Uh, tell me the first one again, just like the name. All right. What was the last thing you said? The name. What okay. was the, the the name of the first one? The name of the games are Henry, Henry Houndstooth and the Crystal Caper, Dungeon of the Algebra Dragons, and Bard Harder. Okay. Well. I mean, it was the 80s. There was the, the panic that was going on. I don't think they would make the satanic panic in the 80s. Um, I don't think they would have made the uh, Dungeons and Dragons because I played Number Munchers, and Number Munchers was superior. So I'm going to say that um, unless they made like a, a DLC of, of Dungeons and Dragons, I'm going to say that that's... Um, the, the fake game. That is a very real game. Really? Look it up. I even, oh. I even watched a playthrough, <laughs> kind of a playthrough of it because this was a game that I remembered having on the Commodore 64, but I was too young to really play it. So my brother got to play cause he was five years older than me. And I kept thinking, I want to play this. I like math. My parents were like, no, you're too young to get it. No math, man. You'll never, <laughs> Amount math to man, you... <laughs> <laughs> math man, you will never understand math. <laughs> Why'd you name me Math Man? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You pulled up a picture of it. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's as bad as you think for the Commodore 64. Um, Bard Harder is a real game uh, that was mm-hmm. included in one of the uh, itch.io bundles that I picked up. Mm-hmm. I figured what's a what's a good place to look for random games? Boom. Let's look at yeah. all these games that I've got. No, Henry Houndstooth and the Crystal Caper is totally fake. I should have. I, I wanted to go with that one. I should have gone with my heart. I don't know. You can see that one. But that's the Bard Harder one. Hmm. Bard Harder. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember if I've downloaded that one yet. But Welcome it's, to the um... party. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Welcome to the party, pal. That's it. All right, I think Jim, you are up next. All Keep right, the order we've been doing. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm going to start with the disclaimer that I have not played and have no affiliation with these games. <laughs> <laughs> I found these on Metacritic by sorting from the bottom up to try to find some funny ones. <laughs> I at least had the uh, sincerity to pick games I've played. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think these are funny, but. I don't want you guys to uh, think I'm a weirdo, but maybe too late for that. <laughs> no, we know you are. You're on the I podcast. Think, I, it's too I late. Think you are. Yeah. So uh, that ship is sailed, coach. 
<laughs> here comes here comes the three. <laughs> First game is called uh, Super Seducer: How to Talk to Girls for the PC. Learn state-of-the-art seduction secrets from the master himself, Richard La Ruina, in this live-action seduction simulator. Game number two: Perfect Date. P U R R Effect Date for the PC. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect date is a cross between visual novel, a dating sim, and a dark British comedy. You, a human, will get to date cats and uncover the dark secrets of mysterious cat island. Grouchy, what did you do inviting <laughs> I want to play that I want to play that game right meow. Game number three, Snuggle Plane for the PC. Snuggle Plane is a dating simulator with captivating characters a branching storyline, and 20 different endings. Who will you meet in Flight 1494? One thing's for sure is that you are cleared for takeoff. Do you get no. to meet some snakes? <laughs> no. Oh, my word. Hey, baby, you want to see some snakes on the plane? Get you. Look, uh, Patrick's not here for, for Backlog yeah. After Dark, guys. Let's clean it up, okay? Yeah, family show. <laughs> family show. It's family show. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think some standards may have been lowered when certain people were brought on. I don't want to say who. <laughs> we don't know who you're pointing to. All of us. Pointing to all of us. All right. So, so Mike, who is the imposter? All right. What were the titles of the games again? We've got Super Seducer, Perfect Date, and Snuggle Plane. Gosh, these are awful. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. This is a complete and utter shot in the dark. <laughs> I like how these. I like how these all had a theme. Like when I did mine, I thought about adding, making them all math related, but I thought that was a little bit too on the nose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go <laughs> with the cat one because you're the hungry pub. Like that. That's that's all of the. <laughs> The thing that I have for it is you're the hungry pup. Let's go with the cat one. (laughs) I am going to put my money in the snuggle plane basket. All right, Matt. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Mile high simulator. I mean, snuggle plane. (laughs) How about you, Jeremy? Uh, Seducer. That just, I, I hope that's not real. (laughs) <laughs> I think that one is because I think there was a bunch of controversy when that one came out. There's something about that name, Super Seducer. I feel like like I like that game is right next to Leisure Suit Larry for some reason. Yeah, there was something with that name, whether it was a book or a movie or a like a how-to movie or something that was so a how-to movie. No, like buy, you pay, and they teach you it. Yeah, there was a bunch of controversy when something with that <laughs> name came out. So the way that I found these, I just sorted by the low end of Metacritic and uh, asked my wife to make sure they were all clean. <laughs> so the one that was fake was the, the Snuggle Plane one. Uh. And and the reason it was fake is because actually uh, I was asking my wife like how we could how I could make one up. And she was like, didn't your friend have a game called Snuggle Truck? And we're like, <laughs> we made this big joke, like, like we were all joking about, like, what is that game? Like, what does that even mean? And it's actually, if you look it up, it's a real game and has nothing to do 
with what you think. It's I think it's like a an action like a driving game. Uh, so I just I stole <laughs> like that title and just put plane on it, and then and then tried to make it sound like with the, the words from the other ones. But the sad thing is those other two games are completely real. Oh no. <laughs> I, I, I I just love that there was that theme of you know a dating sim. It's I, could could you imagine if none of us had really known or had heard of Boyfriend Dungeon how you could have thrown that on there <laughs> and you give the actual description of it like this doesn't make any sense that's got to be fake. All right, so Matt, all right, hit us with your three. One of these are probably easy to figure out. We're going to start with the old Mutant League Hockey on the Sega Genesis. This is a game similar to its cousin, Mutant League Football, um, which features um, three different species, robots, undead, and skele- robots, undead skeletons, and trolls. It also includes special plays that can cause things to happen, like making the puck explode when it's picked up by an opposing player, bribing the ref to make the call fake penalties against the other team, has different playing surfaces. The playing surfaces include hazards such as landmines and holes in the ice. Mm-hmm. The next up would be Cyber Baseball, originally at the arcade and then released to the Atari, ported to the Atari Jaguar. This video game was originally released in the arcades in the ninety in the early nineties. The game is a ten man baseball game because they have the outfields, I believe, using robotic Mm. avatars of different speed, sizes, and skill sets as set in the year 2024. Originally originally released arcade, Cyberwall was eventually ported to the Atari Jaguar. And finally, we have Arena Football for the Commodore 64. This text-based simulation football game allows the user to pick and play pick a play for their team on defense and or on offense, and the computer simulates the results of the play based on the real-life data and tendencies of the actual AFL team. Hmm. Jim, what do you think? We've got Mutant League Hockey, Cyber Baseball, and Arena Football. I think that there is no Mutant League Hockey. I think that's a lie. All right, Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to go with the arena football game is fake because 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 <laughs> well well I mean so cyber baseball um, it rings a bell. It's not base wars, which is similar, I believe, for the NES. But cyber baseball, I think there was another robotic baseball game. Um, that was an arcade game and I could see something like that getting ported, but I'm going to go cause I, I, I've looked at carts of, um, mutant league hockey before and it's expensive. Okay. I was also going to go with arena football because I don't even know that arena football would have been around during the Commodore 64 era. But again, doesn't stop people from making games from the Commodore 64 even today. That's true. That's true. So, Mike, I feel like I feel like cyber baseball is a real thing. I feel like I've I've heard of it or seen something like that before. Um, 
I know nothing about a Commodore 64 or Atari Jaguars or anything like that. Um, I did play Mutant League football, but I've never heard of Mutant League hockey. I'm going to go with, with that one. All right. What is it, Matt? What is what? What's the lie? <laughs> it's philosophical. The lie is yeah. cyber baseball. Oh, wow. Uh, I literally just took a Wikipedia excerpt from uh, Cyberball, the old football game, arcade game. It was all ported the Genesis and all that, and just made it fit for baseball. <laughs> uh, arena football, I was looking up. I actually did a search for... Interesting. For uncommon commodore 64 games and that came up that was actually released in 1988 by the way hmm. um and 88 then, yes i didn't know the oh. canadians knew football then the i thought that that was yeah it was arena football though not canadian football it's like doug flutie yeah that's right let's see by the way, it was reprogrammed in 1993 and added eight more teams to the original six, including Maryland. Yeah, anyhow. Arena football. I was yeah, thinking uh, the Canadians. Yeah, so. It doesn't surprise me that there's an arena football game. It was so popular. Yeah, um, yeah Mutant League <laughs> hockey is real. I just threw that in there because i was been playing Mutant Football League. Uh, yeah, we used to have the video store that I worked in. I used to rent it all the time. It it's like an $80 cart or more now. I mean, I, I believe, think just a loose cart. I believe probably those, over that. these were originally made by EA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's in the game. Because mm-hmm. they'd have the little <laughs> yellow. That's when the Genesis carts would have the little yellow tag on the side of the mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cooler. Like that. But yeah, yeah well, I figured the Cyber Baseball threw you off because it made it very similar to Cyber Ball. Everybody remember seeing the 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 arcade the arcade um cabinets because they'd have the two players so the screens would actually mm-hmm. like, kind of part each other because you'd each see each side so you couldn't see the other that's team. good because i thought there was another baseball game Dude, i was thinking of base wars, wars. Real. I haven't yeah i know baseball wars i was thinking there was another one that was an like a more advanced one but super baseball simulator mm-hmm. i don't know i got it around here somewhere in one of these and if I ever get my area back, I can actually put all this up. But... Very nice. All right, Jeremy, let's finish this off. Okay. Um, I don't have really a great, I have a great list. Uh, I do have a theme. Um, so the first game is called uh, Global Gat. Ga- Global gladiators for the mega drive it is a spiritual successor to mick kids um and if you remember mick kids it's a mcdonald's game um so mick kids this is like uh it was around probably the time of captain planet and all the like you know earth wind fire like you know save the planet so i think it was kind of a you know probably a you know cleanup clean up your trash kids kind of game. Um, I don't know much about it. Second one is a McDonald's training game. Uh, it's for the DS also goes by ECDP. Um, it was a training game only for McDonald's employees in Japan, uh, on the DS. And the last game is 
Rockin' Chicken's Rescue, starring Mac Tonight for the GBA. And if you remember Mac Tonight, he was the moon guy, and he played the piano. So it's kind of a rhythm game where you're having to uh, uh, play the piano and, and rescue chickens. Um, so that's that, those are my games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe any of these are real. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I got to gotta say, I feel like I was way too easy on you guys. Way <laughs> too easy. Well, do you want to wager a guess here, Mike? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with a McDonald's training app on the DS that's only in Japan. Like, that that's the one. I don't remember what you said it was called, but. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's that's not a thing. Okay. Um, I think I'm getting it confused with something else. So I think that uh, that one's real. So I'm gonna go with Global Gladiators is the fake one. I know I'm wrong, but that's just what I feel. <laughs> Jim, I think I'm losing this very badly. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, those were very good. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, I'm gonna. Uh, it's a shot in the dark. I just think that the. I guess the lie is the third one. Is the the way that you described the rhythm game on the Game Boy Advance. Rockin' Chickens Rescue, mm-hmm. <laughs> starring Mac tonight. Yeah, I. Mm, I think I'm, you're right on that, Jim. Yeah, I, 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 I would say that's my guess too because I think Mac tonight was such a short. Him singing on the piano was such a short window. I don't think he was around on the time of the, the GBA. Mm. Have been more he like did have a comeback in 2006. The, I don't the remember. Things, if it doesn't things don't have to be around for them to make games out of it. I know. Yeah, it's true. I don't think. I think Mac tonight never left his piano in the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jeremy, it, it's it's Mac tonight. He's he doesn't oh. have a game. He is actually, if you, apparently he's like either DLC or some downloadable uh, character for the Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Because I guess that makes sense for animatronic weird characters. Yeah. (laughs) I got to look this up. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I had heard somebody talk about Mac Tonight or Mac Tonight referenced. And I was like, "Ah, I've got to do a list, including a Mac Tonight game. Um, And... And I wanted all McDonald's games, but I didn't want to do the uh, the one developed by Treasure, you know, the the classic Treasure Genesis game. So, yeah, the Global Gladiators game, I'd never heard of that. Um, but yeah, it was a sequel to Mick Kids, and a super duper duper rare game is that McDonald's training game. Um, I don't know if they like destroyed copies or something too, but they were only distributed to McDonald's in Japan. And I don't know if they like learned how to drop fries or something on there with a little stylist, but I mean, <laughs> I guess they figured everybody had a DS. So it was kind of like, uh, here, you know, you know, use this and, and learn how to flip burgers. I don't know. I can only or microwave imagine, burgers. I can only imagine that, you know, you would check out the cart for training. And once the training was done, you had to turn it back in. It wasn't mm-hmm. like these are going to get into the wild. Yeah, I can just see that being something that's very proprietary for McDonald's. Okay. All right. 
Well, uh, Matt and I tied with uh, 10 points apiece. Mike came in at six and Jim and Jeremy came in at five points apiece. Who knows what would have happened if Turkey had been here earlier. Look, I had him in the first half. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. But after that, it was. Yeah. All right. So where are we? We made it to the end of the show. Almost. So we did have one community question. One from this crazy guy named Toaster Waffle. Toast uh, R Waffle, I think it Toast is. R- yeah, that's that's right. Maybe you heard of him. Mm-hmm. I, get to, I get to see this kid every day. How do you how do you Twitch.tv dash you- underscore <laughs> Toast R Waffle? Oh my gosh. Every time. <laughs> how do you know if it's Toast or Waffle? I don't know. What do they want to be? Toast or Waffle? Can they make up their mind? I think it, there's a whole story behind it. They want to be it's, toast or waffle. You can't be both. Like, you can. You just got to try hard. So the question was, uh, thoughts on VR? Hard pass. Uh, yeah. Why, why hard nightmare. pass? I've done Dak Nightmare. It's expensive. And I'm not, I don't know if I'll get motion sickness, but I don't want to spend $500 on something that's going to make me sick. Uh, why is that a pass for you, Jeremy? <laughs> well, you don't have to. Not for everything. I think that a lot of the experiences want to have you moving around in an environment. But yeah. Well, I think the... And I might have mentioned this on the show before. Um, but I remember I was watching... It was when the um, Sony's VR was first shown. Or I showed my wife, you know, Hey, you know, this VR thing is coming out. And there's a video of people with visors on their heads and the move controllers and she said don't ever do that <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> okay you got it so <laughs> i will say it does look weird when you were on the outside and you're watching someone just kind of standing there kind of looking around and then just like flailing yeah. their arms yeah there's a way that you see vr where it looks weird and, and that's if it's the most basic of VR games. And anything more just gets weirder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say it that way. <laughs> I will say from what I've experienced, it is, you know, it's, it's a pretty fun thing. Uh, you know, one of the first things that my son got for his Oculus was Beat Saber. So, yeah, you know, playing that, having a good time with it. And he also, I don't know why he did. I think part of it was because he played this um, when we visited my family in Tennessee and they had an Oculus and his cousin was playing a Five Nights at Freddy's game. So he's like immersing himself in this horror environment. Like he knows he's going he's gonna to get scared, but he's still doing it anyway. I'm like, why, why, why? I'm seeing as far from that as possible. Yeah. And I think uh, going back to something that Mike said about uh, being motion sick, uh, it can very easily happen. It just depends on how you are with that. Uh, playing the games like the, you know, Beat Saber or like I mentioned before, Ragnarok, you can just kind of be stationary and just, you know, do your rhythm-based game stuff. And especially with Beat Saber, it isn't, it isn't disorienting at all. You're just standing there, and blocks are coming at you that you have to hit in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ragnarok, you are on a boat, and so there is that motion, slight motion that you are moving, but it's not in any way overwhelming where it, 
like for me, I do have issues with vertigo and getting motion sick where if my eyes are seeing one thing, but my body's not really feeling that same thing, I get thrown off even to the point of uh, having trouble with treadmills at a gym. If I'm staring at just a blank wall in front of me, it just kind of throws me off that I'm, my legs are moving, but the image in front of me uh, isn't. Yeah. It's, it's, it is definitely something to, uh, to experience. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I've had a friend who was like, Hey, you know, I think he got his, um, kid, a, uh, a, an Oculus and it's like, hey, you should come over and try it sometime. So maybe I will. Um, and you know, maybe I'll be sold on it, but I could see the, the only way I could see myself really, um, where I could see it would be a benefit for me is, you know, is maybe exercise or specifically for games that would, you know, cause you to want to move. Um, because I feel like if you're more immersed in it, it's just like for me, anytime I exercise, I would say, you know, like if I could play a sport or do something and I'm just like in not a a great shape to play a sport with other people. Um, but like, if you could do something while you're exercising and not staring at a blank wall, like you're saying, Ryan, like I could do that and really enjoy it. So I think being immersed in something where you feel like you are doing something more so than like strapping a joy con to your thigh. Um, <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, Mike, I, I, I love the headband, you know, headband for life. And, um, but yes, so that would be the, I think if I got into it, that would be maybe a good way to, to, uh, to really play it because I don't see myself playing games to enjoy, um, long games in VR, but yeah, it's definitely for me, not something that you can just put on and do for a very, very long time because it's, it's a bit much Jim. Yeah. And, um, one more thought on the VR, um, Jeremy just triggered my, um, I think you guys know, I I work with a lot of military and, um, one of the experiences I had in, in a work related environment was, um, I got to experience kind of like, you know, a tactical use of a VR game. And, and, and that was, uh, really different. Like since we're, we're on the VR topic, like to just see kind of like, you know, what the tactical ops kind of like to use VR and how it can be used to train soldiers i thought was really cool and so like there's you know there's other ways to use it than games that just kind of slip my mind when you need to be standing and moving around yeah that's cool i think it's for me the only time um the whole thing is like i got kids in the house and even says oculus is um warning even says that pretty much prolonged for should not be used for children under 13 prolonged use should be avoided as this can negatively impact hand-eye coordination balance and multitasking ability that's why they say kids one kids aren't supposed to do it two it ain't cheap and three the games are all designed for me like 20 minute 30 minute experiences you can't really sit there and play for two three hours it just i don't i don't know the games really aren't designed for that from what i've been seeing and hearing so it's not for me i know patrick had a a good experience all, with Half-Life Alex, but beyond that, I don't know. But on the other hand, I've read and I've seen the movie Lawn Mower Man. We know what ha- what's going to happen with someone with VR. 
Right, but all right, fine. You win again, Matt. Like always. <laughs> always talking about Lawnmower Man. The crazy Stephen King movie from Was that Stephen 30... King? Yeah. I can't even yeah. remember. I, I, I barely remember that movie. I just remember the very the, the end of it when all the telephones around the world ring at the same time. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Oh my goodness. Now you're gonna say there's like gonna rain frogs. There is well, I mean, there is a Long Merman Super Nintendo game, so Yeah, there is. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's even worse than the movie. We talked about that movie was fantastic. Yeah, you know, there's a movie that I thought was that I remember thinking was fantastic growing up, and I was going through like some of these like free channels that are on my TV. And oh, here's Rift Tracks. Let me look at what that is. Mm-hmm. And it was a movie that it's like, oh my gosh, that's a movie I watched growing up, and they're making fun of it. And everything they said was 100% true. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, make fun of it. That's, I don't know what was wrong with me back then, but yeah, make fun of it. But you talk like there's only a problem back then. All right, well, so that is, I guess that does it for our episode. Um, I think we're going to stick around and maybe do some extra fun things, spearheaded by one skinny Matt. I don't think, think he was signing his name in the air. That's good. No, uh, I don't have a pen. Voldemort. Mm-hmm. You know what? I forgot a pen. Slacker. Or a pen. All right. Well, tell you what. Let's get out of here first. Um, of course, thank you, anybody who has interacted with us. Well, that's not going to help him. Thanks to all of our wonderful listeners. Thank you for the people that are playing along with Backlog Bingo. We have a, a nice group doing that. So that's uh, it's good to see people beating more games and I even get a chance to think about playing. Uh, you can always follow us uh, on the Twitter at backlog underscore busters. You can find me at mathman one zero two four, any place where it's good to be found. How about you, Matt? You can find me on the Twitter at skinny Matt K. You can find me live on Twitch most Sunday nights at twitch.tv slash skinny Matt K. And you can also send me money on Venmo at skinny Matt K. Shameless self-promotion. I think maybe someday somebody send me a penny. Uh, you know, you I'll, I'll get me, right on top of that. You can find me on Twitter at BlazeNight0923. And HungryPup. You can find me on Twitter at GamerHungryPup, or you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash GamerHungryPup. Well, it just leaves you, Jeremy. Oh, uh, uh, at Trash Turkey on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's that's me. I'm not super active, but you send me a, a smiley face, I'll send you a, a, a turkey. So there's a whole bag of turkey gifts and memes just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> again, thanks everyone for for joining us. It's always good to see your faces and interact with our community. Um, and uh, be sure to stick around and uh, listen for us extra special skinny Matt episode Uh uh-oh keep on trucking and peace out dogs or whatever the you know bye-bye now trap her on oh that thing that's it peace out son we miss you grouchy